Well, my co-host Keith Samuels finds further confusion for the folks at Odyssey, which we all know as Intercom for so long. Suddenly, the hot new video content is weather. The FCC completely wimps out on the ownership of the Ed Stoltz stations as that drama continues. Keith and I have kind of been on that for, well, as long as we've had media insultants. Hi, I'm Jackson Weaver, along with Keith Samuels. And for Tuesday, July 13th, this is Media Insultant. Okay, I'm going to surprise Keith with a brief little sidebar here. He's not expecting this. Last week, we talked about his first job with CBS in Hollywood, and Keith mentioned that he drove an MGB GT sports car. Remember? Mm -hmm. Well, I managed Mm -hmm. to find a photo of Keith back in 1976 with his beloved MG and wanted to share it with everyone. I think you can look look at this, and you can see why co-worker Connie Chung thought he was so preppy. Well, yeah, hardly in that one, but uh, gosh, I think I was, uh, you know, probably 12 years old in that photo, I, you know, just admiring it. But that was a great little car, put over 100,000 miles on that MGB GT. You know, it's interesting, Jackson, I was out for a walk yesterday in, the, in my neighborhood here in the hills above the Sunset Strip, and uh, there was a guy uh, out on the curb about a block away from where I live working on an MGB GT. You know, he had the hood open because you're always working on it. He had to put in a new fuel pump. And I go, oh my God, I used to have that car. <laughs> and I go, you know, MGBGT, right? He goes, no, this is a C. It was an MGCGT. And I'm going, I'd never, I never knew. And he says, yeah, it's a six cylinder. And uh, the fuel pump had gone out. So he's, he was installing a new fuel pump. It gets even better, Jackson. He opens up the garage, because now he knows I'm an MG freak, and there's a blue MGB. It's about a 67 MGB in the garage. The convertible version. And he goes, yeah, which is the convertible, the coupe. He goes, listen to this. And he goes, and he op- and he starts the engine, and it sounds like a, 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 a Cobra. It's just unbelievable. It opened it up, and it's like this five-liter semi-hemi, he put a he dropped a, a massive engine into this MGB and it was pretty incredible. So I got my MG uh, fix yesterday, but thank you for sharing with everybody what I looked like when I was probably about 20 23 or 24 years old. Well, and looking <laughs> like you're 12. So and it, the good thing <laughs> the good thing about you is your maturity you know, you still act like you're 23. And that's what I like about you, Keith. So, uh, well, well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> hey, um, as we get today's show going, without getting into the issues of branding and the move away that uh, Intercom's got from the word radio, Odyssey has uh, become very confused in some of their recruiting. Uh, they're uh, recruiting now in the aerospace field. Uh, you are the one who saw this, and, and I just find this so interesting. So what is Odyssey up to at this point? Well, you know, obviously, you know, if you're in our business, you know, you follow companies and um, in, in radio and television and all sorts of other media stuff. So when a, a job posting popped up for um, a general sales manager's job here in Los Angeles for the Odyssey, former Intercom, Forder, CBS stations, you know, it was like jobs recommended for you. I'm going, I don't want that job. I don't want any job, but that's fine. You know, so I'll take, so let me, but I'll go look at this job, right? So I click on it. And, uh, you know, I'll make their search numbers look better. So I click on the job and I realize the logo on the ad isn't the new Odyssey logo. It's a different Odyssey. 
And then I looked even further into the small print, and it turns out that the Odyssey logo they're using for some of these jobs in L.A. Uh, and San Diego and Riverside, as it turns out, is the, is the Odyssey logo that links to a, a small aerospace company in Silicon Valley, in Mountain View. And on LinkedIn, I think this Odyssey company has like one employee. So this is like, this is not even a factor. These guys are not like, uh, you know, Richard Branson or Bezos, you know, SpaceX. This is just like somebody in a garage with the, with, with the same name. So, you know, the problem when you have a generic name like Odyssey, you know, that could mean so many different things and so many people could use it, that there are other Odysseys around, including this aerospace company. But what's so funny is that no one's noticing in LA about, wait a minute, we placed an ad and that's not our logo. That's somebody else's logo. And so there were four. There were four. There are four current positions: job openings at Odyssey. That's Radio's version of Odyssey. I'm sorry, Audio's version of Odyssey in LA uh, with this wrong logo, including a talent coach. There was the GSM job that I I looked at that had the wrong logo. That's since been changed. That was changed last week. There's one job in Odyssey Riverside and two AE openings in San Diego. All have the wrong logo. Uh, come on, guys. All you got to do is look at your recruitment site, list all the jobs, and you can see where your logos are wrong. Go ahead and change it. Have a clue and make sure that whoever's posting these jobs knows that there's a different odyssey than the beloved odyssey that you're working for. So, it, Well, maybe they're trying it, to my... recruit into the aerospace uh, field. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's always the struggle when somebody goes through a brand change. But, man, I'll tell you, they really stepped, I think, into the deep end with this name. But, you know, if, after a couple of years, it'll slowly quiet down, and we won't be able to make fun of them. We'll find somebody else to, to jib, yeah. if you will. And, and, then, and then on Thursday, we'll talk about what, what's, what Odyssey's done in Denver. Where they've you know, kind of blown up the management in Denver. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll a little foreshadowing of what we'll talk about on Thursday about some personnel changes that are really interesting. Good tease. Well, you know, while weather here on the West Coast is hot, uh, so is weather on TV. Uh, Byron Allen, who uh, has a group of television stations, also owns the Weather Channel. He's introducing a Weather Channel app for five bucks a month. Uh, you know, you see why. Uh, he's had a number of uh, cord cutting has been so severe. He's gone from 95 million subscribers down to 80 million. So that's 15 million subscribers he doesn't have. And, you know, the cable systems were probably paying him a buck, buck and a half per subscriber a month. That's, yep. that's a good deal of revenue. So the question is, is, is there any viability for a weather app? I mean, it seems so ubiquitous. How is a weather app from the Weather Channel going to make any difference, Keith? What do you think? Well, I don't know that it does. I mean, I think they power my Apple app, my Apple weather app. You know that comes on my phone. I think some of that those temperature data and forecasts are from the Weather Channel. So is he going to cut off Apple and put it behind his paywall? I don't know. Yeah, in LA, all we want to know is you know, is it going to be over a hundred today? You know, everything else is like it doesn't matter. But what's interesting is is you talked about you know the network comp that these cable nets get is is so significant, and if you're talking about a buck a month, a month per for the Weather Channel. Yeah. Yeah, per subscriber, and that means they're down 15 million dollars a month. Do do the math. What's 15 times 12 and you've got what? 160, 170 million dollars a year that you're not getting because you just showed up and put the, you know, they they all agreed to carry the weather channel on their cable systems. So, he's getting crushed 
with the network comp lo- being being so low and uh, uh, or being lowered because of the cord cutting, and he's got to try to make it up someplace else. Uh, that app better be freaking robust. I think it'd be better. I think he'd be better um, paying attention to his. I think low, less than average website. I don't think his website's that great. I don't think the Weather Channel online is that great. That's just my opinion. But another, hey, everybody wants, everybody thinks that everybody's going to pay a ton of money for their apps. You know, we're all about subscribing now. Everything is all by subscription. And guess what? Our subscriptions are now adding up to be greater than, in terms of an expense, than our cable bill, you know, or our or our DirecTV bill. I mean, right. it's now, it's like, whoa. Uh, how, so adding another subscription right now, I think you've got to find a better way to make money. Well, you hit it on the head. I think the content's got to be really compelling. And the truth is, weather is intensely local, intensely local. Now, you may have some interest in in a hurricane in Florida because you've got friends there, but that's really not an audience you can aggregate and and monetize in any consistent kind of way. But the interesting thing is is that, you know, since the election, news sites, their traffic has been down about 25%, but the Weather Channel is up about 7% in traffic. So, you know, maybe Byron Allen's got a, a better idea than, than we know about. Well, <laughs> you throw in a few tornado warnings and some hurricane, a hurricane and a couple of tropical storms and you're going to, you're going to, and a heat wave in the East Coast and you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to get some, some decent ratings. But, uh, you know, uh, you're right. It is intensely local. And, you know, we've become much more sophisticated, those of us that are really the news geeks. And, you know, if you want to know what the fi- where the fire's burning in Santa Barbara, the last place I'm going to turn is the Weather Channel. Right. You know, I'm going to go to my local network affiliates and some of the independents that have helicopters in the air that are covering this thing like crazy. There's, there's Twitter feeds that have all of this information on there because you've got to be able to get it instantly because they're the ones on Twitter and social media where they're putting out all the evacuation notices and all that information. Even if it's a, if it's a big weather event, Byron's never going to get that. His channel's never going to get that granular. So, you know, when I wanted to go find out with this, if this Hurricane Elsa was going to hit Tampa, you know, a rare event in Tampa, by the way, the Weather Channel had a, had a, a, a loop going. They had a loop going for, for Elsa's track, and it was several hours old. So I had to go to the local television station websites in Tampa, and there you've got the live guys doing the live feeds, doing the live this and that, you know, about the track and everything else. And, you know, it was a much better experience and much more informative. So time and temp, and, and I, have all, I have my app that lists all the cities I care about and all the weather and all the temperatures and the weather forecasts. I'm not paying five bucks for, app, for Byron's uh, app, that's for sure. Well, ever. And, and the interesting thing is, and again, this is, you know, Byron may know something we don't know. Fox is now jumping into this. They have, uh, are going to launch a little later this year the Fox Weather Channel. So, you know, maybe there is something to this, and with global warming and everything, you know, maybe it's just because it's the hip thing to do, you know? Well, I think so. And, you know, so we we'll just want to cover their bases. But the other thing, too, don't forget, is that Byron, uh, Byron is, is one of the uh, guys that's really leading the charge for uh, holding corporate and ad agency feet to the fire in terms of investing in, in black-owned media. And I don't think it really, you know, while well, he's going to have to make up 15 million a month in 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 uh, in, in network in comp, he's going to he's going to do a great job making a lot of that up, because he's holding these corporations' feet to the fire because Weather Channel's owned by Byron. Yeah, Byron's black, right. and he's going to get he's going to get the buys whether he has the ratings or not. That's right. I think that's that's really true. Well, and it, final word here. It looks like Ed Stoltz is back in the news uh, again. As he has been. And, you know, I know you and I both rolled our eyes. No, not one more story about Ed Stoltz. But, 
He is back in because the receiver that has taken his stations has gone now to court and said, need you to clarify that we can sell these stations. And the FCC, which I think has been really pansy about this, instead of saying, Ed Stoltz is not a competent, reliable, responsible broadcaster. He does not deserve these licenses and just let them be assigned to the new buyer. Uh, what is it? V- VCY uh, Broadcasting. Right. I think that the FCC is really sidestepping their accountability on this, but you know they probably don't want to be dragged into court with Ed Stoltz <laughs> for the next 20 years either. So they're probably trying to make sure they get all of their bases covered. And it's just going to go on and on and on. We're going to be talking about this in 20 years. <laughs> Gosh, I hope not. But you know, but here's the thing. I think I think you're you're right. The FCC is waiting for uh, some sort of legal finality here in California in the County of Riverside where Judge Bernal is you know is, is overseeing this case. Ed went to the state Supreme Court and tried to get them to take his case up and they said no, we're not ta- you're not you know you're not a, you can't appeal it to us. It goes back to Judge Bernal, who has released the funds that Ed put in escrow to pay the music rights fees. But that doesn't mean that, you know, all the other creditors that have come out of the woodwork, including Ed's former attorneys, in this whole process. So he owes a lot of people a lot more money than just BMI and ASCAP. So we've got to sell the stations to get, you know, to liquidate that. And so, you know, yes, you're weighing the fact that is is he a competent owner that's worthy of licenses? You know, we don't think so. Secondly, even if he was, you know, he's been so uh, difficult and so impossible to deal with through this entire process that that's where the judge says we're, we're finding a receiver. We're, we're putting a, a receiver on charge of this. That's Larry Patrick. We'll have Larry sell the stations. We'll liquidate all the, 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 three, the stations that they've selected, not all of them, but some of his stations. And then we'll pay off all the debts. And doesn't Ed get the money that's left over after that? Well, he does, and that's the irony of it is, is that he probably there probably be a couple of million dollars when it's all said and done that he'll get, and he would have he wouldn't have netted a whole heck of a lot more if he'd sold them himself. So, right, you know, but yeah. that's that's got nothing to do with why he's doing this. This this is a purely an emotional kind of a response from a guy who's frankly clearly been pretty emotional. Out. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Always a lot of turmoil, Keith, and uh, we're in the hazy days of summer, and yet the media business continues to rock and roll. So Thursday, we'll do this again. We have another bevy of media topics. Uh, Keith, where can media groupies find our podcast? Well, you know, easiest place, obviously, Apple Podcasts, but you can go to you know Spotify and you know Audible and, uh, and anywhere else you find a podcast, you're going to find us. I go to Apple because, you know, I'm a Mac guy. And also, if you want to see our smiling faces and see the picture of me with my MG back in the, uh, the mid-70s, um, you, you can go to uh, uh, YouTube and uh, click on media, you know, search for Media Insultant or, or Jackson Weaver, either way, and you'll find our smiling faces mm-hmm. and, uh, and our cool cover art. So, you know, there you go. Well, until Thursday, Keith, have a good week. And I'll see you on the radio. Okay.